to the Wild Wisdom Podcast with Dr. Patricia Mills. I'm Dr. Patricia. This podcast is for people who want to transform their health, restore their hormones, and reconnect to their body's natural wisdom. Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia. I'm a Canadian medical doctor, published author, internationally recognized researcher, and passionate advocate for your health. Here, we'll explore the intersection between ancient wisdom and cutting-edge science, distilling the essence of true health into practical steps you can take. Wild wisdom is instinctive knowledge in action. Thanks for making this part of your day. To add on to the conversation about healthy oils, so generally speaking, the seed oils that need to be heavily processed in order to create that oil, and that chemical process of transforming the seed, um, taking the oil out of the seed, has been shown to create what's called an inflammatory kind of oil, which means that um, when you feed that oil to things like mammals and even humans, the markers of inflammation go up. So the blood work that you can do to test your levels of inflammation in the body, they don't look good, okay, when you, when you start eating those kinds of oils. So those are most seed oils. Sesame seed oil is interesting. It's kind of in its own category. It's been um, mechanically extracted um, in the Asian cultures for some time. So it seems to kind of live on its own thing. But rape seed oil, which is canola oil, corn oil, soy oil, um, sunflower and safflower oil, and, you know, some people say, well, if it's organic or, um, you know, high oleic acid component or um, mechanically cold pressed, it's better. I don't actually know that that's true. I'd, I haven't seen the research to support that. So I'd have to look deeper into that. And I, I've looked into it. I haven't found anything. So if anyone does, please send it my way. Generally speaking, I just avoid those oils for consumption through the mouth. Okay, like I would not take them in through my mouth. And the thing is that most um, processed foods use those oils. And especially when you use them for deep frying, like a potato chip, that, that's extra bad because now you're getting very altered oils at very, very high heat. And we know that that causes a lot of inflammation in the body. And then it's funny because there's these potato chips that are like, oh, avocado oil potato chips, let's say, right? Um, you're still taking that oil and you're, you're, you're getting into very, very high heat states. And generally speaking, when you're doing batch processing like that, like a big company that's putting out bags and bags and bags of chips, the oil isn't being changed and you get really, really dirty oil, right? And so now you're getting like um, extremely poor quality oil, even though it originally came from an avocado uh, or a coconut, right? So I, I still avoid potato chips even when they are made with things like avocado and coconut oil if i had to absolutely buy potato chips for like you know guests or going camping and you know my husband's like i just want a bag of potato chips to share when we're camping yes i will buy the avocado chips you know <laughs> but uh, i personally don't eat them because i know too much you know when you know too much sometimes it's a problem <laughs> so um but on the flip side, knowing too much means that it's easier to make these decisions, right? So, you know, here I am raising your awareness. Um, and then it's like, okay, so what oils are okay for me to have? And okay, what we know, what is time-tested is olive oil, right? We, we all know that olive oil um, is really good. Like there has been no study showing that olive oil is problematic. Every single study on olive oil 
has shown that it's extremely good oil for us. It's it, the kind of oil that when our body uses it to make our body parts, those body parts are the oily parts, like every single lining of the cell, every single cell in our body is lined with oil. When it uses oil from um, olive oil, um, it, it's very fluid and flexible. So it's a really good kind of oil. Um, avocado oil is relatively new on the scene. The nice thing is that it's, it's processed in the same way that olive oil is, it's just squeezed. Um, and interestingly, avocado oil is, um, on the clean 15 list of the low, one of the lowest, um, pesticides. So when it's sprayed, even if it's sprayed, it has the least amount of pesticides in it. I guess the skin protects it from taking it in. So, um, even a non-organic olive oil, if I was on a budget, I would be okay with doing that versus like an olive oil. I would want organic because it does sit on the skin if you have a sprayed crop, right? So I would, I would personally want to buy organic olive oil. Um, however, we don't know the long-term effects of eating a lot of avocado oil yet. So I would still stick with a good quality, uh, organic olive oil and then occasionally use avocado oil. And then there's the question of coconut oil. Well, um, there's different kinds of ways to extract coconut oil. The best way is an extra virgin um, coconut oil, where it's again mechanically compressed. Um, so they they squeeze it to get the oil out. And again, if it's organic, then it comes from an organic source. Um, flat out coconut oil. Usually, what that means is that they're using chemical for extraction. So they're they're running chemicals through it to pull the oil out. Um, so I I would not recommending use recommend using that kind of oil. Interestingly, um, there is research now to show that we that you probably before you go ahead and use a lot of coconut oil in your life, you might want to avoid that until you know what your genetic status is with a very important gene called ApoE4. ApoE4 is getting a lot of press because it's the Alzheimer's gene. Okay, so if you have um, uh, you get one gene from each each parent, so one mother and one father. And you can either get an ApoE2, ApoE3, or ApoE4 gene. Okay? And if you get two ApoE2 genes, you're at the lowest risk for Alzheimer's. And if you get two ApoE4 genes, you're at the highest risk for Alzheimer's. And we now understand why that is to a certain extent, actually, is because that gene was really good at holding on to um, saturated fats. Um, saturated fats, we tend to think of saturated fats as fats that come from animal animals, so like butter um, and the fat on like animal meat. But interestingly, coconut oil is has higher saturated fat content than animal meat does. That's a very, very high source of plant saturated oil. Okay. And um the interesting thing is that having um, double ApoE4 genes was probably really, really good at some point in time in evolution when it, food was hard to come by. So if, if like hunting was hard, let's say during the ice age, and you, you finally were able to catch an animal and you slaughtered it and you cooked it and you ate it, if you had the ApoE4 gene, you were better able to hold on to those fats, which in, at a certain level is actually quite healthy for you. Okay. Um, it's when you have too much of it that you can get problems with saturated fats. And the ApoE4 gene makes it more likely that you're going to have too much of it in the body. So um, I, get a, I get concerned when I see people like I cook with coconut oil and I, I, I do like, you know, uh, I bake with coconut oil. I put like half a cup or a cup of coconut oil into my cookies or my cakes. 
Um, and I do these like keto bombs full of coconut oil. And, you know, I, I think that you probably don't want to do that just in general. You don't want to do, do too much of any one thing, but especially if you have that APOE4, double APOE4 alleles genes, you would want to keep that coconut consumption really low. So that would leave you with the olive oil and the avocado oil and the sesame seed oil. Now for high temperature cooking, people say, well, what about, um, like, how can we cook high temperature? And, and people do use avocado oil for that. Um, and when I, when I say cooking high temperature, the thing is you have to differentiate between deep frying and then regular like sauteing, you know? So deep frying, it doesn't matter what kind of oil you have. It's not going to be good for you, even if it's coconut oil. Okay. But if you're talking about the kind of cooking that like Italians do, Mediterraneans do, you know, like all of the people in Europe, it's like you have a pan and you put, um, you heat it up a little bit and then you put your oil on and you heat it enough that you smell the oil and then you um, put your food in and you cook it at like a moderate temperature. You're not like frying it up, but you're sauteing it. Olive oil for that is fine. I mean, we always um, allude to it, you know, the Mediterranean diet being super healthy. And I've been to Italy and I've been to the Mediterranean in many different places and they all cook with olive oil with this, in this way. So all of those health benefits are, being, are coming from um, cooking in this way. And they also use lard, like animal fat to cook with, not all the time, but they will use for higher temperature cooking. Like if they do want to do some kind of thing that's closer to a bit of a deep fry, they'll use like an animal fat if it's available. Personally, I use olive oil all the time. Um, I don't use a lot of avocado oil. I personally don't like the taste, um, but I use olive oil for all of my cooking and I just keep the temperatures low. I add a little bit of water so it doesn't burn. Um, you know, it's a little bit of like moisture cooking. And so I generally cook with like olive oil with a little bit of water. And then after cooking, I add olive oil on top of that for that fresher olive oil that hasn't been heated because um, there's it's a different kind of nutritional profile with that. and. In the Mediterranean, they eat up to eight tablespoons of olive oil a day. So, you know, you're, you're okay using olive oil, right? Um, but the same cannot be said for coconut oil, depending on your genetic status and avocado oil. Um, I think we just don't know enough to know for sure that it's okay. Cause I always find that, um, I do like the, the test of time. Cause sometimes something really unusual pops up like this genetic predisposition to not do well with coconut oil. And unfortunately, we only find out over time what that is. So rather than being part of the experiment, I just like to stick with the tried and true methods that are also backed by science. And yeah, it's, it's an ongoing experiment. I mean, it's very interesting to, to be living that experiment, but I rest assured that it's um, backed not just by science, but also by, you know, thousands of years of outcomes with individuals who have been using things like olive oil. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, Wild Wisdom with Dr. Patricia Mills. If you like this podcast, please take the time to like and subscribe and please feel free to leave any comments and look below for the contact information if you want to connect with me directly. Thank you and I hope you have a wonderful day, evening or night. Hi everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Just a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for a professional care doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided with the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for help in your journey, it is important that you seek out a qualified health practitioner. If you would like to work with Dr. Patricia for her expert health transformation guidance, please email her at info at drpatriciamills.com to book a discovery call. You can also find Dr. Patricia on Instagram at Dr. Patricia Mills and Facebook at Wild Wisdom for Women with Dr. Patricia Mills, MD. For access to all of Dr. Patricia's educational videos and more amazing perks, consider becoming a Patreon member. Links are in the description of this episode. It is important to have an expert in your corner that can help you make the changes you crave, especially when it comes to your health. 